You're listening to Your Best Life, powered by Mercy One. Join us as we have a fun conversation with certified experts and physicians about health topics for you and your family. It's Your Best Life, our one purpose. We got itchy noses, watery eyes, scratchy throat, hard time sleeping. Sherry, does that sound familiar to you or anybody you know? That sounds like my son, (laughs) (laughs) who has bad allergies. Allergies. And and with that in mind, that's why we're talking to board-certified allergist Dr. Dan Dahlin today. Welcome. Thanks for having me. You bet. So we actually were just talking before we actually hit record. Sherry, you... Yeah, well, let me get right into this. (laughs) I said I was so excited to have you on today just because it is allergy season. Um, Well, it seems like it's always allergy season at my house, but it is, you know, peak or it's starting to be peak season, I believe. Spring spring is pretty bad. Um, So I have a lot of questions for you today. I hope that maybe you can answer for a lot of our listeners and myself. Um, First off, how do you know if you have allergies or if you have a cold? Allergies last longer. Colds goes away within a few days. So what are some, besides the sniffling and sneezing, um, what are some things you can do for your allergies that, that can help alleviate all that stuffiness? Well, it's nice to know what you're allergic to, first of all, because the best way to treat an allergy is to avoid it. And so it's hard to avoid something that you don't know. And most of the things that you're allergic to are like microscopic or invisible. You can't see it. Uh, and so it's like trying to fight somebody you can't see, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, so it's, it's, it's good to know, um, what you're up against. Are, are you born with allergies or do you, do you get allergies? I mean, you know, with my son, it seemed like he was born with a lot of allergies because right away he seemed to always have colds growing up. And when he was around dogs or animal dander, it seemed like he'd get the sniffles a lot sooner. If he was outside by a lot of pollen, he'd get the wheezing going on. Um, so to, to me, I always thought you were born with allergies, but is it something that you accrue as you get older? It's two parts to it. Um, uh, the genetics part is permanent, like you're talking about. And then being lucky or unlucky with the environmental uh, exposure that you're talking about, and that changes all the time, and then your body changes. So there's two parts to it. But my joke is people ask me all the time, Dr. Dolan, how can you prevent allergies from occurring when moms and, 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 and kids like you, like you show up in my, in my clinic? And I joke, jokingly say, well, you got to choose your parents properly. <laughs> you know, it's too late. But the, the, the key there is the, the genetics part. And that's the part that, you know, that predisposes you to that. And chances are you will get allergies. And then throughout your life, and, uh, you know, if you become a mailman or a lawn worker or you're going to be inside most of the time, your probability of getting allergies depends then on exposure. So let's talk a little bit about spring allergies, and then we can get into some other yep. of the of the hot ones a little later on. But you know, we're sitting down to record this late March, early April. Spring yep. is here. Um, flowers are in bloom. <laughs> um, <laughs> things like that. So take um, it away, Adam. Yeah, yeah. pollen. Pollen's a thing. Uh, talk a little bit about the common things that are causing some of that suffering for a lot of people right now. You know, even in February, when the, when the, you know when we had that cold spell, et cetera, and then the the, the melting of uh, uh, of the snow, the, the trees are programmed already and they're alive, and so um, uh, the right circumstances of uh, wind and temperature, et cetera, even before the leaves come out, the pollens are out there already, and I had my pollen counter out there in February, and I was seeing them already in the hundreds and then thousands, 
And so that's just um, uh, how trees uh, and plants reproduce. You know, they, uh, they, they, they spew out all the pollens uh, and um, we can't see them. Uh, but typically this time of the year, there's different trees that come out. You know, the first ones I was seeing was like uh, uh, alder and then elm. Uh, pretty soon, you know, um, you, I'm going to see, start seeing a lot of other ones. And uh, typically, it'll be oak and mulberry. Anyways, you know, it, it's uh, there's a whole slew of them. And some people are just more sensitive than others then. That's correct. Okay. So it depends on your exposure level, et cetera. Don't cut down your tree, by the way, because all those pollens that are coming out are from miles away. So people ask me that all the time. Well, should I cut my tree down, you know, in my backyard? Well, they're being blown all over the place. Sure, sure. You mentioned temperature has a lot to do with it. So obviously, the like Adam started singing to us, the, the trees are in bloom, <laughs> uh, the flowers are starting to bloom. But with that, is it... If you have someone that has a lot of allergies or if you're someone that has a lot of allergies, is it better to live in hot, humid places or cold places? Or, I mean, so you don't have that cycle of, I don't know, cycle of spring to winter to, you know, spring to summer to fall to winter? Or is it, is it the same for anybody? It's the same for anybody. Um, um, so the genetics is always going to be there. And then uh, the, the plant life is what's going to determine it. And so um, um, in the desert versus in the jungle uh, versus the Midwest, there's different types of uh, plants. A funny related uh, story with that is that a lot of the Midwest people go southwest for when they retire, right? Uh, snowbirds. And so they start building their homes down there in the southwest. And they didn't have certain plants that they have here in Iowa. And they started planting them down there. And so their allergies followed them wherever they <laughs> went. And this was in the, you know, the, the, you know er, early in the 20s and 30s. And so the, there was restrictions then that, that came about in planting different trees in the southwest in Arizona. Because they were bringing down their, tre- uh, bringing the trees from Iowa that they were allergic to. And then people down there became allergic. So that, so that, that point uh, shows you where you know, the uniqueness of the plant is important in the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, and all, all fun and games, I mean, everybody's probably had an allergy and they don't even know it. I think seems like, I mean, how many people have allergies? I that tend to get sniffly about this time every too. year. I, I don't consider myself allergic, but right. I just feel like, you know, it's probably some sensitivity to it. But Me too. And I, you say, you know, you should have picked better parents. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that same thing when my son got uh, tested and I didn't even know I had allergies, nor did my husband at that time. So that's, you know, we just played it off as, oh, it's colds or, you know, something like that. My favorite saying in the clinic is, how bad is it to do anything about? About 20% of the population have allergies or hay fever. And some of them don't know it, and some of them do, and they don't mind or they don't care. They're not bothered by a sniffling or a sneezing or itching or a runny nose. Um, it just depends on your tolerance and how much you can accept or, uh, you know, or, or need to do. And so, uh, so it's personalized medicine is what it comes down to. So I think we, we've kind of been talking about um, our experiences where it, it, it's something that we might not notice. That's certainly not true for everybody. So how bad can it get for some people that they might need to seek some uh, medical relief? Oh, I can get really bad. I mean, it's inflammation. You've heard of COVID reactions. Um, our own immune system is part of the problem, and it's over uh, overprotecting us. And that's what happens with allergies. Our, our, our body is just really, really revved up. And it can it can get back into the sinuses. It can become a, 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 a exacerbation of asthma. Uh, it can get hives all over the place. And some very rare 
um, anaphylactic or uh, acute emergency reaction can occur. Uh, and so it, it's, it's a whole slew of, uh, of possibilities. For, for the most part, it is mild and intermittent, but it depends on your genetics and your environment. Well, you had mentioned that there are, are kind of three, we, we have four seasons, obviously, but there's kind of three seasons when it comes to pollen. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, three pollens come out right now. Um, uh, and then uh, uh, grass pollens come out pretty much May um, um, for a couple months. When the, the grass blades, when, when, you, when your neighbors don't cut their grass for a couple of weeks, you start, you start uh, you know, it seeds out. Mm-hmm. And that's the pollen. Uh, and, and, and that's the majority of the things that people are allergic to in the summer, so May, June, July. And then late August, et cetera, weeds, especially ragweed comes out. Then it gets mixed in with the harvesting uh, that, that, uh, that goes on around here. And so those are the three plant seasons uh, that can come out and bother people. But in the, sp- uh, in the wintertime, if there's any good things about our Iowa winters, the, the snow will cover up the mm-hmm. pollens out there, but everybody goes in and you can be allergic to things inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you're 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 telling us, you know, these different spores and mold, you know, the grass, the grass pollens and the the flower pollens and the tree pollens, and it's like everything you say is like my son. Everything is, and I can follow it, like following the seasons. Like April is the sneezing and sniffling from the trees, and and like definitely he's allergic to grass when he lays in the grass. A lot of times, if it's long grass, yep, he comes away with a rash off of his leg immediately walking away from a grass and itchy. So uh, definitely I can, I can almost visually see my son getting these things as you're talking about them. The one thing I want to emphasize for the spring allergy are the tree pollens. They're a little bit bigger than the other pollens, and so most of the symptoms are in the eyes. And so try not to rub your eyes, et cetera, things like that. And, uh, and really, look up, look up what pollens look like on the Internet. I, I use my microscope because I can see it. But uh, uh, typically it's in the eyes and the nose more before it goes down lower in the lungs. But that's what I see in, 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 in the spring allergies mostly is, are people, people with red eyes and itchy eyes, et cetera. And so easy. Everybody, I, I try to tell people, try not to rub your eyes. You know, it's, it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way to get into this next part. Let's talk about some of the things that people can do to find relief from from pollen in the spring. And you mentioned the first one, don't rub your eyes. But what are some other things that people can do? I joke about it all the time. You know, wear a spacesuit or live under a bubble. <laughs> but, um, 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 but, but ultimately, you know, um, um, uh, try to control your exposure level. By just being mindful of, 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 uh, of what's going on, and we, we check the weather every day if it's going to be really windy and dry out there, um, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of pollens out there. Um, uh, and so um, uh, try to minimize your time outside that, 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 that when it peaks, and you can check that on the Internet. But ideally, it's nice to have started your medicines, both antihistamines and nasal steroids, at least several weeks before the season starts. And the problem is we don't know when the season starts. But uh, I typically uh, tell people, you know, once you start seeing and and feeling the snow uh, melting away, it could be February or March, you know, start your medications ahead of time. And so there's some over-the-counter medications you can get, but when when is it time that I need to come see someone like you? When things aren't enough. You know, it's a, um, 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 when you've been trying this for, for weeks or months or years, um, 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 if it goes down into your lungs, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be a real serious, um, 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 like a heart attack or a stroke and things like that. The quality of your life, you know, you'll be, you're being bothered at work. You can be present at work. 
you know, but you might not be the best you can be. So in, in, uh, if you have to miss work because you're sick, that's absenteeism. But there is the concept of presenteeism. You're present at work, but you're not the best person you can be because, you know, you're stifling and you got tons of uh, handkerchiefs on you. I mean, that's a big deal for some people. Besides, uh, you talked a little bit about for, for our listeners, you know, not touching your eyes, avoiding, avoiding high pollen days outside. But let's say you're, you have a kid who just has, is in a sporting event outside for baseball or whatever it may be, soccer, and they can't avoid being outside. What are some things they could do beyond that? Especially for kids, allergy shots. Uh, because that can help halt the progression into other things like hives and eczema and asthma. Uh, but uh, And then if you're going to be outside all the time and it's hard for you to avoid the allergies and you've already shown that you tried all those medications for weeks and months at a time, well, that, that is an ultimate, um, uh, uh, re- highly recommended uh, ways of treating people. And you don't have to be a kid, but especially kids so that you, know, you can prevent certain things from you know, um, uh, pr- progressing like asthma. But allergy shots is the answer to your question. You mentioned earlier that you have to know your opponent before you can really come up with the game yeah. plan, I guess, <laughs> sporting an allergy exactly. there. Yeah. Um, so let, how do you figure out what is ailing someone? Talk about that process. Well, when people tell me that they sneeze more... Um, 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 April 1st, springtime, that's a tree pollen. And when people tell me that they were in a, a football game in August and they started wheezing, that's ragweed, you know, um, um, uh, et cetera. So I have a clue. And then we validate that and prove it by doing the skin test on the back. And we, and we check for uh, timothy grass and orchard pollen and oak and maple, et cetera. Then we know exactly what they are uh, so that we can target you know, uh, situations or environment where we can uh, uh, minimize your exposure to them. And if we are going to do allergy shots, we need to know what to put in it. And so that's why allergy skin testing is the ultimate answer, you know, to fight against your enemy. Then at least you can at least do something about it. You might not be able to see them, but you, you can guess where they are. You know, you mentioned something before. You said allergies and hay fever. What is hay fever? That's the old name for allergies because back then they couldn't see pollens, you know, like late 1800s, and they didn't know any better to use a microscope. And so they were pretty smart doctors and, 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 and nurses back then. You know, they, they, they got it pretty close to hay and, and grass, and they started sneezing right next to the bales of hay and right next to a rose plant. So they were calling it rose fever or hay fever because they were sneezing and they thought they had a, a cold or a virus. But um, uh, that's the, the, the common name for hay fever. But, uh, uh, but they're actually reacting to an allergic way, things that are invisible to them. And that's why they came up with the, the name hay fever or rose fever. So you talked a little bit about, you know, Adam asked about what should we do next if it's not getting controlled by over-the-counter, go see you, go see a physician that knows what they're talking about with the allergies. Um, you get them on the right shot. As they get older or as maybe... As someone gets older and they're on a certain allergy prescription, mm-hmm. will it change? Do they need to get rechecked? Do is it something that they'll have forever, or how how does allergies affect you as you age? Well, just like any part of the human body or, or humans, you know, you know, uh, um, um, we wear down a little bit. The allergies are still there, but not quite as bad as they used to be. Um, um, for me, um, you know, I've had allergy shots twice in my life, and, and I still use antihistamines or me- uh, medications every once in a while, but not quite as much as I used to that I remember. And so you're still, you'll still have it to some degree as you age. And again, depending on your genetics, your exposure level, you know, how much you're outside. 
will, uh, will depend on the intensity of what you do for yourself. I've had people that don't do anything at all anymore. I mean, I don't see them. Mm-hmm. I'll just see them in the, in the mall or in the restaurant. I said, Doc, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so talk real quick. I'm curious. I, I don't know this. Um, not that I know about many things that we talk about <laughs> on this, this show. <laughs> just saying. Um, but allergy shots. So is that something that somebody does like once a season or a couple times, like once a month? How, how often does somebody need, need a shot? Yeah, I always talk about baby shots, you know, zero, three, six, nine months, and 11 months, you you, you get a series of different uh, type of shots. But um, uh, allergy shots, you know, um, 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 we desensitize you and, and get you used to them. And it's a little more often than than uh, baby shots and things like that. And and, and it's, 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 it's an investment in your time, effort, and money, and, and, uh, and it works. Um, uh, but we, uh, you know, we give it to you a little bit at a time once a week for the first 28 weeks and then once a month for the next five years. Uh-huh. I said that pretty fast, but, uh, but we need to remember, you know, remind your body uh, uh, incrementally and in a ways that's safe uh, and then that's effective you know, it, to enable you to do that. So it is um, 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 uh, an investment, but um, um, it's well worth the talk you know, with your allergy doctors to see if it fits for you. Great. And you build the medication that you're giving them shots on, so you're basically building their immune system towards a pollen. Is yes. That, is that what you're doing? Yeah. So you're putting pollen into their body, so it builds antibodies, so they don't. Is, is am I understanding that's exactly, that? That's exactly. That's exactly it. Okay. And it's the same way as uh, uh, any vaccines work. Okay. We're actually giving you stuff that that that, that bothers you, but we give it to you in a very small amount so that it doesn't cause you the problem. And then slowly build up your immunity to it and uh, those antibodies, et cetera. And each time you, you see it, our body makes more and more of it and then it does it in a controlled way. So I'm going to throw this odd question out there because I've heard this. Um, fact or fiction? Is it, I've heard taking natural honey is good for allergies. Have you ever heard that before? Oh, I've heard about it, yes, and uh, people talk about it all the time. Homeopathic uh, uh, medications, if you think works for you, it works for you, go ahead and do it. If it doesn't harm you, uh, and most of it don't harm you, but it might harm you in the pocketbook, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I always tell people, you know what, if, if, if you think it's working for you, I don't have any problems with it. But uh, uh, um, uh, uh, science shows that, you know, it's, it's not... Um, um, medicinal or doesn't work in the body, you know, in, in the ways that medicine does. But uh, um, um, uh, so uh, fact or fiction, true or false, depends on the, uh, on the question mm-hmm. and the context yeah. of the question. Yeah. I sound like a politician. <laughs> <laughs> Very diplomatic. Yes. So I have another question, and, and I'm just thinking of my son again, so sorry, guys. But I know some listeners are out there are with me on the mamahood of this and trying to figure out if you do if you have kids that have allergies getting through it and my son started very early in life with allergies we got him tested and his back lit up on the backside yep. literally was a uh everything from the outdoors to the indoors with dust mites and with i mean and you think dust mites and the first time i heard someone tell me he was allergic to dust mites i was like but i clean my house <laughs> but dust is everywhere and you know and so um just trying to be able to control it so some of the things that he has is the wheezing part we talk about you know the the eyes and the, the sneezing and that's the easy part for parents listening but it does get a little scary when you have a young child who starts to wheeze a little bit so is that something that 
the allergy shots can help with or putting them on a prescription medicine can help with if they do get to that point? Definitely, but we want to make sure that the lungs are under control for us before we do that. And and, and we, we ensure that that is the case. We do breathing tests, et cetera. We take all the necessary precautions before we start allergy shots on people with asthma especially. Mm-hmm. But having said that, um, allergy shots is one of the best way to control asthma um, uh, because... The nose and lungs are connected to each other. It's one big tube. So whatever's happening in the nose affects what's going on down lower in the lungs. So the more you can treat the the nose first before it goes down into the lungs, the better. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I think any mom, dad out there listening that has a kid that has allergies knows the sounds of it going south. You know, knows the sounds of it goes from a sneeze to a cough to a wheeze to needs help. You know, so... Um, no, I appreciate it because I've heard about the shots and I've went to, uh, you know, came to us as well for, for help with allergies and we're on medicine, but I've never been told much about the shots. So I think this is really interesting. That's an avenue to, to look at. What, 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 uh, what, what I want to say about that, what you just said and about the whole uh, session right now is that what we do primarily, even though we've been talking about shots and medicines and technology, et cetera. What I would tell you and everyone and, and all uh, that are listening is that, is that um, knowledge management and knowledge acquisition and telling people what's going on and what the things we can do about it to prevent it from occurring in the first place is the most valuable things that we provide, and that's education. Like you said, uh, we talked about earlier, you know, trying to fight somebody you can't see. You know? So knowledge and what to do, and not just, not, not just necessarily a pill or analogy shot, all those things we do and all those things we prescribe. But then... It's just like uh, having a toolbox and you're going to build the project. You got to know how to use your tools. And so we teach you how to use your tools. And we were talking about shots and avoidance measures and pills, when to use it and when to stop. So it's knowledge acquisition and management is one of the most important things we provide. For the average typical person who has allergies come and go for them. And you mentioned depending on the season and depending on what they could be allergic to, would you recommend prior to knowing that pollen's about ready to come and I'm allergic to tree pollen, would you recommend them to start an antihistamine a couple weeks before that time, like a daily antihistamine, or just do it when it starts to come? It's usually best to, you know, to, uh, to treat it early. Okay. Um, a, preventative, you know, a preventative strike, just like everything else. Um, um, and that depends on the tree season. Now, for the fall, we uh, like clockwork. You know, it, it peaks in the, you know, the, the end of August, et cetera, first part of September. That means that you should be starting your medicine so a, a month before that. Um, um, so at, um, two to four weeks before you know it's going to be there. But how do you know it's going to be there is, is the big yeah. question. So I usually tell people, at least by April Fool's, you, you should be starting your allergy medicines. But this year, you know, it came out early. So who knows? But yeah. it's never too late. Yeah. It's never too late. Well, I mean, that's news to me because, I mean, I usually just take it when I start having the symptoms. <laughs> so I'll try to be better about knowing the pollen counts. I want to say thanks again to Dr. Dallin for spending some time with us today. If you've got anything that you've been suffering from as far as allergies, you can find uh, Dr. Dallin or, or another allergist near you. Um, and we'll put some more information in the episode description um, on how to do that. So thank you again, Dr. Dallin, for joining us. Thank you. So, hey guys, thank you for joining us today. It's uh, Sherry and Adam, and you know that we love to hear from you. We love feedback. We want to hear everything that you like about the podcast, things you want to hear more of. You can fill that out, that form on mercyone.org slash podcast. Until then, live your best best life. life.